you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Presented by Old Trapper Beef Jerky. Thanks for choosing us on this Tuesday. My name's Kay Adams. Hello. Peter Schrager, Kyle Brandt, Chris Carter, Hall of Famer for the football is here. He wants to talk about the Bills. Mm-hmm. He wants to talk about their schedule, their opponents coming up. He's sending me notes across the table. We're going to get into it right now, but we have a highlight read because the Titans came to play. Josh Allen said it's, the quarterback sneak is not the funnest play to run and certainly not that one. The Titans in a really gritty, impressive win over a team that a lot of people had as the number one out of 32 in the league, 34-31. And our Cameron Wolf caught up with number 11, A.J. Brown, to talk about the king. What did you see from the big fella out there to help y'all get the win? Uh, he was doing his thing, man. Uh, the first round, we, we laid out the red carpet for him, but but most of the time, he do, he do a lot of dirty work, and he did that tonight. He gonna keep going. There was a lot of talk in this, coming into this game about this Bills team, maybe being the best team in the AFC. What type of statement did y'all make about who you guys are? Man, that's a huge win against a great team. Um, it's a week-to-week lead. You got to keep going each and every week. We're going to use this momentum and just keep going next week. Like I said, it's a week-to-week lead. So after last night, the Titans improved to 4-2. and two. The Bills dropped to 4-2. and two. There are five teams tied at 4-2 and two in the AFC. The Ravens at 5-1 and one alone with the best record in the AFC. So after what we saw last night, which team do we like in the AFC and why? Mm. Chris, I'll start with you. Is it still the Buffalo Bills despite not having the best record? Yeah, I know it might be difficult, but watching the game last night, I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. If you had told me before the season, that Buffalo, they would struggle. Their first game of the season at Pittsburgh at home. Yeah, it's possible they could lose that game. This week in Tennessee, losing to a very, very physical Tennessee team, that they played a good football game. 
I'd be like, okay, yes, they could have two losses right now. But they're the most balanced team. Now, I am a little concerned about their running game. When Mm -hmm. I say balance, I'm talking about offense to defense. Mm -hmm. I am concerned. The reason why you run so many quarterback sneaks, you said before that he was 13 for 14 Mm -hmm. on quarterback Mm -hmm. sneaks. Fourth and one. Yes, fourth and one. The reason why you do that is because all your running backs are undersized. So as the weather starts to change in Buffalo, global warming hadn't hit Buffalo yet. So they're going to need a bigger back because they're going to have a lot of those short yarded situations. But top to bottom and the lack of permanent injuries on their roster, that's why I give them the edge over Baltimore, Kansas City and some of the other teams. What about Tennessee? I mean, they just had all those healthy players and lost. Okay. And by the way, it's Mm -hmm. called the 17 game schedule. I'm not going to be a prisoner of one game. Buffalo has the easiest schedule left. They only got two teams with a winning record left on the schedule. Okay. I think they play Tampa Bay, and I think they play uh, New Orleans. And if you look at the amount of games, you only play two teams with a winning record. That gives a decisive edge to what they have going on in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I think Tennessee is a fascinating team that I can't figure out. That's an amazing win last night, and then you have the loss to the Jets. That doesn't bounce. I think the Chargers are fascinating. We like them. We like Staley. We like Herbert. They can't stop anybody on defense. That's a real problem. But I do think that Buffalo got caught, and it was a one play at the end of the game on the road. I think Buffalo was so drunk on themselves, and I'm talking about the team, the fan base. This week, you know, Bill's radio, the legendary players like Steve Tasker are saying, oh, this is going to be a runover game. This is going to be a 40-burger for Buffalo. Peter, I think you said something almost I similar thought, yesterday. They were all healthy. Trey White was there. Milano was yeah. there. There was no extent. Why wouldn't they? They destroyed the Chiefs. They looked great. Everyone was in on them. And we get so intoxicated. I look at all these Bills fans on the plane and look at this. Do they have a running game? Do they have one? Like, are they going to need one in January? I know Josh Allen's great and Diggs is great. This is not a perfect team in any way. I still believe in them. I still think that they are the one seed. I really do. But do not think that there's this unbeatable, and because we jump on tables and have Josh Allen, we can't be beat. They can. And they were last night. It's fair and square. Huh. I can go a lot of ways with this. I, I think that the Ravens are playing the best football right now and mm. they're catching their mojo. I think the Bills might be the best team overall when they're at their very best. But there is a team that I am petrified of, of all these guys, because they just got let back in the club. The Bills losing. The Chargers losing. Uh, it's... Don't let Kansas City get hot here. Don't let <laughs> okay. Kansas City three get three. hot here. They they did something in the third quarter mm-hmm. of yesterday's game or mm-hmm. Sunday's game when they suddenly like clicked and then it was like the Chiefs are back and it was scary. And then it was just point after point after point after point and it was relentless. It felt I, like the Golden State Warriors. It felt like exactly threes. like the Warriors. Yeah. Here comes Curry. Here comes Clay. They were unstoppable once they got going. Now, it might have taken them five weeks and three quarters. Okay. But they're three and three. Mm-hmm. They, they they are a game back from all of these teams. Now, I know that's also They were going against a team, don't have a nickname, don't have fine. a defense. That's fine. <laughs> I mean, so, that's fine. so they, they really did look good. But that defense is awful. Mm. I'm talking about legendary mm-hmm. awful. Mm-hmm. And with Chris Jones being out, how are they going to get a consistent mm-hmm. pass rush? And every NFL city... What they're going through is, man, we don't want to get run on. When you get run, there's two ways in the, to be demoralized in the NFL. That's pop the quarterback and run up the gut on mm-hmm, him. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're able to do with Kansas City. Let me ask you right now, and I'll ask you guys this. Say it's a wild card round. Chiefs are traveling to, let's pick a team. Tennessee. Tennessee. They're doing it next week, actually. That's the game next week. Are you really taking, like, the Titans? Or are you counting out the Chiefs already saying – because I think any team in that AFC mm-hmm. in the playoffs, including the Ravens, who mm-hmm. have beaten them this year, yeah. I still am taking the Chiefs but until why? I see because otherwise. Because you weren't, like, like last week. And they now they went against Washington and clicked. did it in a half, in mm-hmm. a half against clicked. the 32nd 
the worst defense in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. It's like he, I'm watching him choose between two, two Sophie's girls. Choice. No, it's like, <laughs> like a few I bachelorettes like her or something. And I like, we had so many fun times, and yeah. now I really like the Bills for a minute. Like, he can't pick between. I'm watching She's, this. Oh, you're right. Over She's here. my old flame. Well, maybe that was, maybe then I said the wrong team. That wild card game is at Buffalo. You're, you're still going to ride with Kansas City with your ex? I'm, not saying, I'm just saying, don't great. let them in this thing. I know. Bury I know them now. Saying, but you posed the hypothetical. Yeah, so We're posing it, it back. Buffalo, Kansas City. Go yeah. ahead. In Buffalo? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I still might take the Chiefs. <laughs> Why? Playoffs. Of, okay. The last few years. Yes. The playoffs. They go into every place. They win. They're at home. I they think win. you should tell both of them to go have I, a I good have a day. question for no, you. No, no, no. I got... want you to go have a good day and tell them the Ravens are your squad, Shrake. Mm. The Ravens are it. We had a funeral on this show when they had all of these injuries, <laughs> and now they have sole possession in the entire AFC. Are we kidding here? Mm. I believe in the Ravens because they evolve. They continue to evolve. I don't want to hear, look what happened against Buffalo last year, against the Titans here before that. This is a completely different mm. team. I've heard, I'm looking at my mentions right now, they can't beat the Chiefs. Uh, psych, yes they did. They put that to bed. Let's mm-hmm. see. We heard they can't come back if they get in a big hole. I'm sorry. They stormed back and took care of business against the Colts. 22-3, to they were down. I've heard Lamar Jackson isn't good enough as a passer. I've seen him put up one of the greatest passing performances I've seen in my NFL life in league history. The Ravens can beat you in tons of ways. Obviously, Lamar, arms and legs. Don't, I'm sorry, they're running the ball with dudes that were written off by every other team in the National mm-hmm. Football League. Mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman, Le'Veon Bell, and Latavius Murray. We They lost Marcus Peters, saw them struggle a little bit. You know what? They put the complete kibosh on the Chargers and mm-hmm. everything they were doing and said, Justin Herbert, not today. You're not doing it today. To me, the Ravens can beat you in every way. It's the defense, the offense. We had a near funeral, and here we go. Mm-hmm. Lamar and John Harbaugh deserve our love and our credit. Pick them with me, Shriggs. That's where I am. I, I'm not going to argue with you. They're, they've been unbelievable. Well, no team is – that's why this is great. The Ravens are probably playing the best football in the NFL. But no team is no weakness. Like, they got smoked by Buffalo in the playoffs. They lost to the Raiders. Like, they have their weakness, too. I think they're the number one team now, but everybody can get God. And, like, they weren't close last year against Buffalo. They, they lost soundly. Ravens at Buffalo, I'm taking the Ravens. Yeah. You wouldn't? My biggest, no, at Buffalo, I take I My take biggest Buffalo. problem is the Ravens, they can't sustain one more injury. Eventually, like, said that last injury though. No, I didn't. They get, no, no, not you. But I think most people say if they get one injury okay, more, and they get them. Okay, eventually. Uh-huh. All right. It's about players on the field, and they have lost so many players. Yet we they, know they're going to lose more players. Yet, is it? Yet they're on top. Yeah. What does that do to it's the team? It's early in the what season. What does that do to build to build toughness, to build confidence, to the depth that they're doing? Let me tell you what a great coach guys. told me. It ain't the X's and O's. It's the Willies and the Joes. Okay. Okay. And if you got betters, Willies and Joes. I believe them. They have institutional talent, ownership, general manager, coach. Uh-huh. Yes. But injuries, they're uh-huh. not excuses. That's a hypothetical, though. Let's say they don't get that injury. Are you willing to say the Ravens are that team? It is impossible. And I've made a little money in my day. I'm willing to bet a lot of money that they will have another significant injury. Hmm. It's a contact sport. Because their style of play? Because they're running? No, because it's the NFL. Yeah. Every team is going to sustain. Tampa Bay, last year, what kind of run did they go on? Why did they do that? Mm-hmm. Because of injuries. Well. They were healthy right. last year. Health is a big concern. I do believe in Baltimore as a team. But if there was any team out there that had the same type of injuries, I would be bringing that up. So it's not personal but against But those the injuries were in the preseason, and now they're sitting atop the conference. I don't understand your There's argument. a reason why guys are backups. Mm-hmm. There's a reason why guys are on the side of the road not playing. Mm-hmm. L. Bell can't carry the ball 20 times. Mm-hmm. 
right? They ain't got a guy that can carry the ball 15 times. Yeah, they used to have talent. Yeah, it was a nice fantasy. It was nice. Let's throw back to 2017. Right. But, but the they rea- keep winning. They destroyed the Chargers. Chargers are a good team. They destroyed them with no, those the guys. The Chargers got a good offense. They got a good head okay. coach. Their okay. defense, uh-huh. they got what they got. Uh-huh. All right? So let's just be real. To me, they're, they're continuing. You're saying they didn't have Gus Edwards, they didn't have J.K. Dobbins. They're continuing to run the balls with, guy that, with guys that every other team Because they have away. a great game plan. They mm-hmm. got great hocus pocus, and they probably have the most feared player. Now they get we, Rashad Bateman back, too, a guy who you say could be a number one I, wide I, receiver. I, okay. <laughs> what does this mean? Let's okay? watch it. Let's watch okay. it. We're going to watch it. We're going to watch it. It's a long season. Yes. It certainly is, and they're playing very well. Let's bring in Tom Pelissero. Tom, Russell. You have a Band-Aid for us? I don't like when Chris goes, okay. I don't like that. That scares me, Russell Wilson. You know he's, what it is. He's injured. I know that, I know that response yeah. and that gesture, and that is usually it's when like, I know that a fight with my wife is over. Okay. Sarah. Sarah's like, okay. She's like, okay. Let's let's see what happens. You just terrified me about the Ravens right now. Let's talk NFC, NFC West, Russell Wilson on IR. Seahawks have Geno Smith. Uh, have they been talking to other quarterbacks? Okay, <laughs> they have been talking to other quarterbacks. Pete Carroll mentioned it on his radio show yesterday that, among others, they have spoken to Cam Newton. But as Pete pointed out, this is what the Seahawks do. They talk to everybody that they think potentially might be able to help them. So they are going to keep tabs going forward on Cam Newton. But my understanding is nothing has materialized here. Right now, they are putting their faith in Geno Smith. He'll get another start on Monday night against the Saints. And they're also waiting for the return of Russell Wilson, which could be just weeks away. Once Wilson is back, it wouldn't make a lot of sense to have him and Cam Newton coexisting in the same quarterback room, nor would it make a lot of sense financially. Remember, Cam has $1.5 million in fully guaranteed base salary left on his Patriots contract, and that is subject to what are known as offsets. Cam is not going to play for free, so in order to get him in the building, a team, the Seahawks or otherwise, would have to offer over $1.5 million. Also, Cam did note this week he is now vaccinated, which means he could join a new team immediately instead of waiting the five days, guys. Tom, Broncos versus Browns on Thursday night here on NFL Network. Talk to us about Cleveland. Really banged up. What's the latest on Kareem Hunt and Baker Mayfield? Well, Chris Baker Mayfield had his left arm in a sling after the game on Sunday night when he said he absolutely intended to play four days later against the Broncos. My understanding is the Browns are continuing to gather information. They put him through an MRI. They're getting second opinions. Really, it's going to come down to how does that left shoulder feel? He first popped it out back in week two. And the issue is once your shoulder pops out, it tears that labrum. It's susceptible to popping out again. So Mayfield can play with it as he has been with a harness on his non-throwing shoulder, but it hurts like hell when that thing pops out again. Browns practice today. We'll see what, if anything, Mayfield is able to do. If he can't go, it would be the journeyman Case Keenum getting his first start since 2019 when Keenum was with Washington. As for Kareem Hunt, he is out for this game and beyond, likely to miss at least three games going on to injury reserve because of a significant calf strain that he suffered in that loss to the Cardinals. The Browns also have their starting running back, Nick Chubb, who's dealing with his own calf injury, that one is not as significant. In fact, Coach Kevin Stefanski 
Stefanski told me over the weekend, if this game against the Broncos were on a Sunday, Chubb would have a pretty good chance of playing. But it's on a Thursday night, which makes it an uphill battle. If neither one is able to go, Dearness Johnson and Demetric Felton are your names to know in that Browns backfield, guys. And hopefully Dearness and company can do as well as the Ravens running backs have in relief of their backfield injuries that they sustained in the preseason. And let's start overseas. You know, the Dolphins were a 10-win team mm-hmm. last year. They have now dropped five straight games, including their most recent loss, a head-scratcher to the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you didn't watch the game, they were up the entire time, and at the very end, the Jaguars complete a pass, they kick a game-winning field goal, and get out of London with a victory. Dolphins go to 1-5. and five. So my statement is this. The Dolphins are the most disappointing team of the 2021 season thus far. Kyle, are we in or are we out? This is a barrel of laughs here, Peter. I like this. this. Great. What's the next question? We should be fired. Uh, I'm actually out. I'm only out because I've I've been disappointed by many Dolphins teams over the years. Um, The most disappointing team for me is what if I were to tell you that this team had a quarterback who was second in the league in interceptions and had to travel across the country to Washington Mm. just to get to 500? I think it's the Chiefs. Chiefs. I think it's the AFC champion. Three Mm. and three. So many interceptions. Uh, You lose the Herberts. You lose the Allen. You lose the Lamar. Is there anybody you haven't lost to in the AFC? I'm sorry. I know that they're building this thing again, but I think it's the Chiefs. I like the Chiefs as an answer, but I'm going to go with the Dolphins. If you look at... You're in. I'm I'm in. I got to be in because 10 wins, all right? Last season. That's something to build on. We like what the coach was doing with the roster. We're not sure about the quarterback, but the rest of the roster... It's fairly sound. You go to New England, week number one. Win. You win. Ooh. Now, if they lose that game and they get off to a slow start, then I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be that surprised. Sure. But building on what they had done in the 2020 season and what's available at quarterback, because I'm like a lot of people. I'm going to put the disclaimer out there. Go on. I like Tua. <laughs> He's a nice guy. But. He can't be my quarterback moving forward. Really? I got to be able to make the trade. I got the picks, and I'm going to get me a guy. You know the reason why? Because I can't replace that whole offensive line. But yeah. if I trade for Deshaun Watson, uh-huh. I can have a bad offensive line, and he can get around with it. How do I know that? Uh-huh. Because that's what he's done in Houston throughout his career. So I got to be out because I just believe that they should make the trade before the trade deadline. Chris Carter Takes. keeps pushing that campaign here on Good Morning Football. Go get Deshaun Watson, he says. I will say it's Washington for me. If I took a mm. shot for every time I said, I think Ron mm. Rivera is really building the 85 Bears on this squad. <laughs> and their defense is going to get them right back to the top. I'd be hammered to start the show every morning. This is the 32nd defense in the National Football League. They were number two last year. How in the world are you of such talent where you have Chase Young, where you have Montez Sweat, all of these monsters are you bottom of the league in defense don't come at me and say Ryan Fitzpatrick is hurt it's not about Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. I didn't have huge expectations for the offense I was mad they didn't make a move for a quarterback because I thought they'd be contending clearly they're not massive disappointment for me Shrake. Yeah, no I mean it's all about that defense this is supposed to be the next great defense that we're going to build on and they've all these first round picks Dead and last. they're getting lit up every week um I throw the Giants into the mix too mm. Giants I I thought they were a playoff team this year. They had the big acquisition with Galladay. They had the, the great pickup with Adoree Jackson where they're like, we got, 
I don't know, one and five, and they were honoring the 2011 team, mm-hmm. and it was like they were down by 20 points at halftime. It's like no way to. The honor team was so team. excited to see them. Uh, yeah. Well, and they also early in this year was Eli into the Ring yeah, of Honor, and then they also yeah. they got stopped with the honors. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dolphins and Giants. I think those are two ones. And then All obviously right. Washington and Kansas City. Can All you right. lift us up with something? This is so unlike you, Peter. We're have some fun. Okay, good. All right, because there is some sartorial choices every week made in this okay. league. We Go see on. these podiums, and we see the press conferences, and we love the outfits and. All right, the Browns had a really tough loss to the Cardinals, and Baker's all hurt, and he's obviously in a miserable mood. Sure. Shows up at the post-game press conference, though, wearing this combo, and I, I kind of respect it. I know he's in the sling, but the white T-shirt and the blazer, all right, this is a guy who's battling through it. I thought this was some look by Baker here. Let me ask, guys, are we in or are we out? Okay, white T-shirt, blazer. I know he's got a sling around his shoulder. We're not joking about the injury. We're joking about the look. I like do you Everything like? about. Let's go. I want to hear. Terrible. Outside of the, the jacket choice, he has to have a stylist that explains to him that sort of pattern. Murray's on camera. Yeah. And he's going to be at the podium. It sort of gets blurry. Not a great look for television, but he's understated, doesn't care. I've, I mean, I've dated guys who wear that exact outfit. Is that true? Get, yeah, I, I'm, I'm okay with this outfit. I would like to know the issue with the outfit. The white just t-shirt? the t-shirt. The t-shirt. Because yeah. it's kind of dirty. No, yeah. it's kind of like, I just got off the field. I kind of like it, too. It's great. I like it. I'm into it. Hey, what's the word? Marais? Marais. Like that's the, a verb? Yes, that sort of... Um, Patterned, yeah. make it squiggly on TV, and most TV people hate. Yeah, it. yeah. I love the fact that Kay shared that she's had a couple exes that wore outfits Literally like that, just like the that. outfit. Multiple. But their faces were like Baker's after she left them too. Hey. <laughs> it <was> like, Maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> so I'm in on the outfit. You are. I do like the outfit because there's been many a times after the game I had the perfect outfit on, <laughs> but what happened on the field? We, lost. we got hurt. Or some type of injury. I was like, you know something? I don't feel that way. Mm-hmm. I typically come from the Michael Jordan. Get dressed mm-hmm. before you do any interview, completely dressed. Make sure you have all the eye black Michael off your face. Great. And go over the questions so that I make sure that I don't make a mistake. But I'm in on him. And I like the little platinum little necklace he has. I'm, I'm kind of in on necklaces, mm-hmm. too. So he's got the little, um, little chain there, too. I'm, I'm out on the outfit. Like, I, I, I want to I buy him some hot soup or something. <laughs> like, he's like he's around a barrel fire. I, but here's why I'm really out on it. Because I remember Chris Carter once had a hilarious TV moment in which Buffalo Bills receiver Stevie Johnson caught a game-winning touchdown. Come on with it. I don't have the Talk picture. About I'm so it. sorry. Oh, Stevie Johnson went to his press conference in this little string tank top, and then Chris on Come On Man yes. had the same tank top, and it was laugh out loud. You remember what I'm talking about? Amazing. That was uh, amazing. the real look that I have to go to in this sense. Baker's was fine. Stevie Johnson, an all-timer. Can I throw something out there? Yes. If Baker plays, uh-huh. and Baker has what? What's the, what's the way to... Will you come Friday morning? Yeah, whatever it is, I don't care. Okay, what do we need from Baker? I don't think it's that crazy of an outfit. It, it is. With that well, it's not shirt. crazy. It might be, it'd be fun. <laughs> with a sling, too, I have to wear it all? Oh, I don't know. Yeah, let's, remind, let's remind, Baker's the guy who dressed up in the Favre outfit with the phone I'm and the shirtless. a dirty white t-shirt. Yeah, on what I usually wear. Yeah, yeah of course. It's a far drop from, from Jamal, Jamal Adams. Adams. Yes. Yes. Also, you guys got to really give extra credit because typically young guys don't wear undershirts under their shirt. So I like that. It helps. It helps preserve your shirts long-lasting. So, young guy with a little tip. Yeah. I don't feel like we can accurately judge him one way or another. Um, I don't feel that way yet. Now, I will say this. Um, I feel like he needs to step up more than he has. And I think he, I think he needs to help us, you know, just like everybody else. And... Uh, 
I think he he's got a he's going to need to put a little bit of weight on his shoulders here, and it's time to step up, make some throws, and do some things. Let's get to today's power rant presented by Duracell. Okay. Right. Today I want to revisit rookie coach, head coach Dan Campbell, and what he said on Sunday, talking about his quarterback Jarrett Goff, and. I made contact with a few of my friends in the league and wondering have they seen anything like what Dan Campbell did. And they were very, very surprised that a coach called out a player. Because one thing about NFL locker rooms is, and Peter, you should you you know this. There's a lot of secrets, but we're all sworn to, we're gonna keep this like family business. All right, you talk about the family business at home, but you don't take it out into the streets. And the players We always feel like the coach is always going to protect us. Now, I know there have been some great relationships through the years um, in in football where coaches feel like they've been mentors and kind of led people to playing beyond what they really are through tough love. But there's also a trust factor because every day an athlete shows up, he's got to trust that those coaches are going to do what's absolutely best. So I can guarantee you today, Jared Goff and his teammates, they're questioning, is this guy going to get the best out of my ability? Hmm. And if you go down the list over the last hundred years, there have been some great relationships, legendary quarterbacks with their coaches. Terry Bradshaw always talks about him and Chuck Noll, how different they were, but Chuck Noll brought out the toughness in him. Terry wanted to play around, wanted to goof around, wanted to be funny. And Chuck Noll was about business, he was about literature, and he was about studying the playbook and watching film. Terry admits, I was never really about those things. Troy Aikman, he openly admits that he preferred the rugged style of Jimmy Johnson because he ran a tight ship compared to Barry Switzer. Troy says the beginning of my career was so much better than the end of my career because he had a good cop, bad cop with Um, Jimmy Johnson, who ended up being a a Hall of Fame coach. The first two coaches I have to mention, they're Hall of Famers. The the quarterbacks are Hall of Famers. Mm -hmm. Now, myself, my own experience was when I got released Labor Day 1990 by the Philadelphia Eagles, Buddy Ryan told me some things, and it really, really struck a chord with me. He told me he couldn't depend on me because of my past substance abuse and my dealing with alcohol. And he told me that he didn't think players like me got better. Now, immediately after he released me, he went to the press conference and told the press all he does is score a touchdown. He never shared the bad stuff that I had in my rap sheet. And if he had shared that on that day, the Minnesota Vikings wouldn't have claimed me. Because when I got to Minnesota, they did not know that I had flunked three previous drug tests and have been suspended from the league for a month. And my next um, failed test was going to get me suspended permanently banned from the league. Bill Parcells called me. He wanted to claim me. The Vikings had a lesser record than them, so I had to go to Minnesota. But in that conversation with Parcells, Parcells didn't know what my past was. There have been coaches that have protected players, and there have been players. Do you know how many times I've been in the game and the coach called the wrong formation with the wrong play, with the wrong sequence, and we only got eight seconds on the clock? Did we ever go to the press conference afterwards mm-hmm. and share that? It goes no, both ways. Because this is not the way that you're supposed to do it. There's trust in that player-coach relationship, and the athlete's got to trust that he's going to get the best. Peter, your thoughts? 
It's an unbelievable story about Buddy Ryan. I would think you'd have resentment towards Buddy Ryan. It sounds like just the opposite. You respect the fact he didn't go public with it. Yes, absolutely. It saved my career. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Do you think it's more embarrassing to dye your hair or to have hair plugs? I don't think either are embarrassing if you're not trying to conceal it and act like you didn't. Okay, so you think if you just come out and go, I got hair plugs. Yeah, like check out these hair plugs. I mean, don't just walk around, hey, tapping, hey, hey, stranger, I don't want you thinking this is natural. You know, but I mean, <laughs> do you, you have to do that with everyone you meet? try to act like they, uh, you know what I mean. Yeah, but I mean, like, like John Cena got it. You know, when John Cena came back to wrestling, he had a bald spot, and now he doesn't. Mm-hmm. You think he should be required in all interviews to say, look, by the way, I covered up my bald spot? Yeah, I guess it's weird. I mean, you don't wear a sign or like put a sign in your yard, but. All right. So what about toupees? Those are the most obvious. I but let's like. say you're like Bill Self and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. Though. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back to Good Morning Football. We now welcome back from overseas where he was last week to our virtual table here in New York. He is the NFL Network's front office analyst. He's also a three-time Super Bowl champion. Let's welcome back Scott P. What up, Scott? To the show. What up, Scott? Good morning. Good morning. Good to be back on stateside right now. Tell you what, tell you that. It's great seeing you. And Scott, the numbers are insane. Over the last 30 years, this is the year where teams are going for it on fourth down more than ever. Some are even going it in their own territory. And last night with the game on the line and they're down three on the road, Bill said, you know what? We're going for it on fourth down. <laughs> Let me tap into your expertise here as you have been uh, with multiple teams. What did you take on these aggressive approaches on fourth down that we're seeing this year more than ever? Uh, Peter, it's funny because right now we're in this time period where we're hearing when teams go for it, it's an aggressive mindset. It's a thoughtful mindset. But what's going to happen here is at some point in time, there's going to be enough data and people are going to start losing jobs over decisions like this or keeping jobs because of the decisions they've been forth down. So to me, I look at this as it's sensible at times. There's other times it just doesn't add up to me. And it's funny, every time you get into a conversation, it can really fracture a room. If you're someone that's old like me and you're talking to someone younger, they'll look at you and say, oh, you're just an old guy. You don't know what you're talking about. And when teams fail, 
they really just don't hold those people accountable. You know, I look at the Dallas game this past weekend, too. They had a fourth and one. They left three points on the field where they had a first and goal from the nine. They decided to go for it. They didn't get it. Those points almost really cost them. So I, I look at this situation as fascinating because I believe in going for it on fourth down. I truly do. But not every fourth down is the same. Not the situation is the same. The, the circumstances, your player injury situation is not the same. The elements aren't the same. So I love it when it makes sense. But there are going to be people that eventually you know, are held accountable for those kind of decisions. That's well said, Mr. Pioli. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I think the AFC is really fun right now. You stopped and started the playoffs right now. The Chiefs on the outside looking in. The Steelers as well. The Browns. Chiefs particularly, they're not exactly dominating their opponents in waves that we've sort of come to expect from them in recent seasons with Patrick Mahomes leading the way. What do you think that is going on in Kansas City? What is it a result of? Okay, I think things are going to be fine because they have an excellent roster. They have an excellent coaching staff. What we're seeing week to week, though, is not all of their premium players are playing at a premium level together and consistently. We see week to week different things happening in terms of one player will play well, one player doesn't play up to their their personal standard of excellence. But to me, this is a football team that is eventually going to get it together. And that's probably going to happen in December and in January. You know, one of the theories out there right now about the Kansas City Chiefs is First of all, I don't agree with it, is that Patrick Mahomes has taken up too much salary cap room. That big contract is going to cost them. They aren't able to put a good team together. I don't believe that that's true. They have a number of players, in addition to Patrick, that have premium contract. They're premium players. They just need to consistently perform at a premium level, and they will be fine. There's a team that's already doing that uh, right now. If I were to ask you, Scott, to point to a quarterback who's playing better than Dak Prescott, maybe it's two mm. or three guys, maybe one, maybe – I don't know. It's a very small number. He looks incredible right now. When you watch the Cowboys, who are on fire, what are you seeing happening on offense that is helping Dak be so prolific? The thing that's helping Dak be so good, Kyle, is Dak. You know, we go back to week one. Two days before the opening game of the season, Peter asked me on the show, he said, you know – what do you think is going to happen with Dak this year? And I refer- referenced the interview that he had done with Michael Irvin, and there was a look in Dak's eye. And I said at that point in time, that looks like a player that has sensed his football mortality. And this game has shifted a little bit from being fun to being serious business. I still think Dak is having a lot of fun, but I also think that we watched him mature in this last year since the injury on a level that has become infectious with this football team. His intensity, his focus, his grind it out, and the way that he's playing, again, is spreading through the entire team. You put Dak together with the physicality and the mentality of Zach Martin, and we're watching this offense take on a completely different a completely different energy. You know, it's funny. The first two weeks, we looked at Ezekiel Elliott. He wasn't playing very good football. He wasn't playing hard football. Zach Martin comes back. The focus of Dak comes into effect. And now this Cowboys team, in my opinion, is paying, playing unlike any Cowboys team that we've seen in recent history in terms of the way that they're delivering physicality. On Sunday Night Football, we saw backup quarterback Geno Smith help the Seattle um, get the overtime. But we also saw the fumble, which led to Pittsburgh winning the game. Take me behind the scenes of what John Snyder and Pete Carroll are going through right now 
as far as do we bring in another veteran quarterback who Russell has a very complicated injury or do we continue to try to groom Geno because he's been in the building and he knows our program? Yeah, Chris, I am a believer in the latter of those philosophies. You know, I, every team that I've been a part of, every leadership group that I've been a leadership group that I've been a part of, what we have done is we start talking about that in February. The conversation happens again in March. It happens every month, including every week during training camp. And you're assessing where your backup quarterback or backup quarterbacks are because you know that there's a real chance that you're going to have to go to that. You don't want it to happen, but there's a chance it's going to happen. And you know, during my career, there's a number of times it happened. I remember in 1999 being with the New York Jets. In 98, the season before, we were 12-4, and four, went to the AFC Championship with Vinny Testaverde as our quarterback, and we lost in the AFC Championship game. Next year, first game of the season, Vinny tears his Achilles tendon. We go to Tom Tupa as the backup quarterback for the rest of that game. Yep. Then we move to Rick Meyer, who had been with us the entire training camp. Rick Meyer plays for us to eight games, but we can't get traction. Then we bring in Ray Lucas. All of those players were on their, our roster, and the rest of the football team could only do as good as we had done. But then you go to 2001. We bring in our backup quarterback. Brady does a pretty good job. 2008, he, rubs, oh, he gets his ACL torn. We bring in Castle. The point I'm making is every time we did it, we had a chance and we felt like we had a chance because those quarterbacks knew the system. They had chemistry with the players that were on the offense. And the backup quarterback position and the starting quarterback position are all about chemistry with the offense and the team. So to me, I think sticking with what they have, they made this choice consciously and thought Gino was going to be the guy. Now they have to stick with their plan. Mm. I like it. Mm -hmm. I like it. It's good stuff, Scott. Uh, appreciate all the stuff. The fourth down analysis is going to be a conversation we're going to go through throughout the season. And thank you for shouting out Ray Lucas and the 99 Jets, yeah. one of the most beloved Jets <laughs> oh, yeah. teams. What about Tom Tupa? That's Tom, my guy. Tom Buckeyes. Yeah. First two-point two conversion Tupa. ever. Tom Tupa. <laughs> there you go, yeah. Scott. Thank you, as always. All right. Thanks, everybody. Great to see you. Now we're playing with power. Let's take a look at Dan Hansen's Week 7 Power Rankings. We always do this with a theme with Derrick Henry's performance last night. Let's do this uh, group by group with a theme of kings right now. Let's get to the Night King division. Night King highly overrated in my opinion. Not great defense. Maybe really? like the Bills. The Texans are at the 32 spot, followed by the winless Lions, the Jets, the Dolphins way down at 29 after losing to, you guessed it, the Jacksonville Jaguars down there at 28. But let's move on to happier times to the Babar the Elephant division. Babar's parents Aww. killed by hunters. He becomes king. Uh, upper left corner, the Niners, Colts, Panthers, Broncos, those Patriots off a very close loss, Seahawks, Bears, and Eagles. Moving on, though, to the Luke Robitaille division, yeah. one of the great L.A. Kings. Love that. All right, top ten, up left. Kelly Rudy, the goal. Kelly Rudy? Yeah. Sounds great. Kansas City Chiefs could use him on defense. The Titans rounding out the ten after a huge win over the Bills, Bengals, and Saints, Cleveland Browns. Moving on, though, to the King Ralph division. Yeah. John Goodman in his prime. Good golly, Miss Molly. All right, the Cardinals are one. The Bills, despite the loss, are two. Kansas, you maniac. The Buccaneers, Cowboys, Ravens, Packers, Rams, and Chargers round out, not our top eight, but Daniel Hansis's. Let's get to him right now. The King Joffrey of these rankings just pisses everybody off. Dan Hansis, good morning. How are you? Didn't King Joffrey walk out the top of a building and that was that? Or is he the one that got nope. poisoned? I don't remember anymore. 
poisoned. Yeah, he, ah, he was at poison. the purple wedding, they call it online. Uh, nice. They put the poison in his wine. On Monday, Dan, we are at the Cardinals. We, are asked, we asked the question if they're underrated, despite being undefeated. Tell us why you do not think that their 6-0 and start to the season is a fluke. Because they could beat you in a whole bunch of ways. They could beat you with speed. They could beat you with power. They could beat you through the air. They could beat you on the ground. And uh, for a team, when we entered the season, you wondered about, okay, what's going on with the coaching staff? Is Cliff Kingsbury maybe on the hot seat? I just thought it was interesting, notable, and impressive that Kingsbury can miss the game against the Browns on the COVID-19 list. And then Spencer Whipple, the assistant wide receiver coach, is in the ear of Kyler Murray getting it done. And uh, Vance Joseph is doing his thing from the DC, DC post. And me and Peter with a minor disagreement on Twitter that it's weird that Kingsbury didn't even really watch the game, according to Burt Breer, who said that he was studying for the Texans the next week, which is some of the most super coach stuff ever. But the thing is, Cliff Kingsbury is hot right now. So are the Cardinals. And why not believe in him? Spoke with him. He said he could not stomach watching the game as a fan, Dan. He couldn't do it. Said he couldn't do it without having the control over it. So he's like, I went for a walk. Do you, and then I just studied up on the Texans. I respect you that, believe Dan. It. But do you, do you believe do. it? Is, did he actually do it? Do. That's amazing. I do. That's some coach I believe stuff. it. I believe it. Yeah. Um, it is. That's a real football guy. Uh, Dan, Dan, we have hyped up Matthew Stafford. We love Sean McVay on this show. But which Ram deserves the most credit for why this team is playing so well. Well, you could go in a lot of directions, but I'll say Cooper Cup just because, man, this guy, he came into the league in 2017 as a third-round pick uh, out of Eastern Washington, and immediately he was an impact player for them. He was a nice addition, but he's also a guy that uh, has one 1,000-yard season to his credit. He has a reconstructive knee surgery uh, on his ledger, and right now he's the... Uh, second wide receiver since Randy Moss, who Chris Carter, I believe, knows uh, to start a season with over 600 yards and seven touchdowns in the first six weeks. So he's on like a superstar, super duper star type space uh, uh, pace. And I didn't expect that. I don't think anybody did. Uh, but Cup and Matthew Stafford have been golden. What a what a combination. Uh, Hans, I like when teams make like a steady rise. They creep up yeah. the power rankings, and that's what I find. I just feel like it's a safe way to go. It's what I want to see. They're on the ups. It's the Bengals I'm talking about. They're working their way up there this season. What has been the biggest deciding factor in how you break them down? Well, yeah, for me, like every offense that's um, you know matters has a big three, and the Bengals have one now. And you have Joe Burrow, a quarterback, who's obviously a stud on the rise, and it's been such a nice story coming back from that knee injury. Jamar Chase, all the hand-wringing about whether he was the right pick in the summer. Well, absolutely he is, because they got themselves a potentially transcendent-type talent at wide receiver. And then Joe Mixon, who's been one of the more frustrating guys, um, especially if you're a fantasy football player, in the last uh, few years. But when he's healthy, he, gets, he can be a three-down back that's elite. Uh, and you're seeing all that against the Lions. Yes, it was against Detroit, but I just it struck me how great they are at those three positions, and that's powering their offense. Dan, many of us had the Chargers-Ravens circled as the top game of the weekend, but it ended up being Baltimore demolished them. Were you more concerned about what you saw from the Chargers offensively and defensively, or like the people at the desk, were you more impressed <laughs> with the Ravens and their scotch tape roster? <laughs> I, I'm a little afraid to answer this. Um, Chris, love yeah. you. Hall of Famer. Um, I was impressed with the Ravens um, because 
if somebody would have told you that Lamar Jackson would throw for 167 yards and two interceptions and not have a big day on the ground against an opponent of that level, the Chargers, you would have said, oh, the Ravens got blown out. But that's a, that's the difference between this Ravens team and some maybe the past Ravens teams, even with all the injuries, even when Lamar is not lighting it up um, at, a, at a high level, they still find a way to get the job done because they're well coached and they um, they execute on a high level. And that's what we saw there. And I just thought the Chargers, you know, they had a bad week and bad weeks happen. Uh, but I still think they're a great team. But the Ravens showed in this game that it doesn't have to be Lamar. They have a game plan that they can execute, and they did it, and that was so impressive to me. We're talking a lot of Ravens this week, I got a feeling, Dan. Be sure to check out NFL Power Rankings presented by Energizer every Tuesday at NFL.com and in primetime Tuesdays on NFL Network. Dan loves ranking them. You love those Power Rankings. Wild horses could not drag you away. It's great to have you, of course, Dan. Nailed it. Thank you. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. All right, Will Selva back with the news and the Browns getting busy preparing for the Broncos on Thursday night, but they're doing so with a really banged up roster. Quarterback Baker Mayfield dealing with a shoulder injury. Then there's the backfield where Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb both are in. And the defense, well, they're not exactly injury free either. Rookie linebacker Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa. Head coach Kevin Stefanski saying KOK will be out multiple weeks with a high ankle sprain suffered in Sunday's loss to the Cardinals. The rookie has been insensational, really, so far this season, leading the team in tackles. Well, the Titans losing a key member of their offensive line Monday night as left tackle Taylor Lewan left the game on a backboard in the first half. The good news here is Luan has movement in all of his extremities, which is good, but was evaluated for a concussion. Julio Jones and Caleb Farley also left the game with injuries. The Bears charitable team, Bears Care, 
recently hosting Angela Carlson, a breast cancer survivor, for a virtual post-practice meet-and-greet with players. Carlson recently retired from working in the Ambulatory Surgery Center at Advocate Lutheran General Hospital, was also able to watch practice from the viewing suite. And Jimmy Garoppolo could find himself back under center Sunday against the Colts. Jimmy G returning to practice Monday after missing time with a calf injury. Rookie quarterback Trey Lance still sidelined due to his knee injury. The Niners have lost three straight games. And, of course, they are coming off of a bye, a 2-3 and three team facing Carson Wentz, who is playing well right now. So uh, we will see what happens, Kay. But it looks like Jimmy G, at least from the looks of it, will be under center for the 49ers. Kay, guys? Good. We're now joined on the show by one of the most beloved guests on the show. He expanded the Pro Football Hall of Fame to new heights nearly eight years ago. Please welcome Hall of Fame guest and a friend of mine and a friend of the show, David Baker. All right. There he is. What's up, Orange? Love you, brethren. And, uh, we're wondering what kind of jacket you're going to have on today. <laughs> Got to go with the blue. Mm-hmm. Dave. Um, very exciting news for you. You and I have had a lot of conversations throughout the years, but there was a lot of excitement took place in week number six. One thing some football fans might have missed this past weekend, you announced your retirement as Pro Football Hall of Fame president and CEO. Why now and why is the right time for you and your family to move on? You know, Chris, there's never a good time to leave something that you love this much. And uh, it it is difficult, it's challenging, uh, but there is a right time. And I think this is the right time to be sure. Um, You know, we just got through navigating COVID and a 20 month pandemic so far. Um, You know, I think that the hall has never been in a better position than now. Uh, We also completed enshrining 28 enshrinees for this combination of the centennial year with Uh, 20 for 2020 and the incredible class of 2021. So I don't think the hall has ever been in a better position to move forward, nor do I think the league has ever been in a better position or stronger position than now. Um, And so I think we've got a great team. I think the hall has picked a great successor and they're ready to move on. I know in my own life, I think there's still some other things that I want to do. And as much as I love Canton, Ohio and the good people and the 5,000 volunteers that are, are there that do such an incredible job. Uh, the one, couple things that Canton doesn't have is abundant sunshine, 10 grandkids, and authentic Mexican food. Aww. And I'm going to enjoy all of those in California. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, Southern California may be getting a new residence very, very soon. But, Mr. Baker, there's, there's things that we have to work out here in this transition. Now, you introduced the knock. To the football lexicon, it has become must-see TV. It is iconic. Now that you are retiring to Southern California, what's next for the legendary knock? Will it continue? Are we going to have a rotating cast of people doing the knock? Please tell us. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's for others to decide now. I, I think that's for Jim Porter and our board of directors and this incredible team back in the Hall of Fame. Uh, the only doors I'll be knocking on, I think, are Burger King, Wendy's, and McDonald's, which I do regularly. Um, but I think that it's a situation where, like you said, Kyle, uh, you know, I remember the first time when I called my first year the guys who were going to be enshrined. 
and Ray Guy was uh, had been eligible 29 times as a punter for the Oakland Raiders. Uh, but when I said to him, it is my great pleasure, I could hear Ray fall to the floor. I could hear his phone rattle around. Uh, his wife, Sandy, is going, honey, baby, are you okay? And, and then he got up after a full two minutes and he said, um, he, he said, hey, I'm sorry. I'm not sure I understood until now how much this means to me. And we knew then that we had to try to share with as many fans as possible uh, the emotions of these guys' journey. They're not thinking about how much money they made. They're thinking about their mom, uh, just like, uh, you know, Chris did when he gave it as an enshrinement speech or his brother. Uh, they're thinking about their dad or their coach or their teammates that inspired him. It's an incredible journey. And from that journey, all of the rest of us can learn things in our journey. So I, I think that there's going to be something special. Uh, I don't know what it is, but I think it's going to be a, a great surprise. And I think it's going to honor every, these, every one of these guys that receives this good news. Mr. Baker, it's the end of an era. Congratulations. You've done such good work. We love having you as a show. Hopefully it's not the last time and you'll come visit us. Uh, I wanted to ask you about a moment because we have a, a segment that we do every Tuesday. It's called Hall of Frame. We pick a defining image from that given week to tell the story of what the season is. What is your defining Hall of Frame picture moment? The one snapshot that you think best describes your time at the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Oh, you know, Kay, there are so many things I'll take with me and so many lifetime memories and so many uh, mental pictures. And it could be knocking on Jerry Kramer's door who waited 45 years. It could be like we did just uh, two nights ago in uh, in Pittsburgh, uh, you know, giving the Hall of Fame ring of excellence. So these guys, you can look into their eyes and, and watch them, you know, cry as all these fans are cheering for them one more time. Um, but I think what I'll remember the most, uh, there's a picture uh, that hangs in my office, and uh, I'll have it here at home. And it is uh, a young eight-year-old, ten-year-old guy that is nose to nose, face to face with there you go with the uh, uh, you know the bronze bust of Damani Dawson. And um, this young guy looks like my grandson. <laughs> and uh, every time I see it, it captures my heart. It's why we call it the most inspiring place on earth. Um, our goal has been to take all those values that made Damani Dawson the great Hall of Fame center for the Pittsburgh Steelers or to make Chris that incredible receiver for the Vikings and pass those values on to the next generation of young men and young women. And to me, I've seen that happen a million times. I've seen those kids. Uh, we've taken a, a lapel pin that is a, uh, you know represents the Hall of Fame and we would give it to those kids and say, now you have to live a life of character. It's just been special. And that's what I'll remember. David Baker, as one of the living 348 gold jackets, from the bottom of my heart, I have to thank you, you and your family, for the sacrifices of moving from being an entrepreneur and coming to Canton and enhancing what we have as far as the legacy. You'll always be my friend. And I appreciate the precious moments we were able to share. Please tell Sam, Colleen, all the grandkids, looking forward mm. to what's next for you, bro. I greatly appreciate Thanks. what you've done. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all you guys do for the game. Chris, thank you for, and all of our Hall of Famers, for being more than just a football hero, uh, for being incredible men with incredible hearts who do incredible good. And I want to thank you for the great good you're doing there.
Good Morning Football is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more official podcasts from the NFL, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.